This is the story of America's bloodiest prison, told by the people who lived it, both inside and outside its gates. The brutal history as you've never heard it before, from its origin as a slave plantation to its gradual growth as the bloodiest maximum security prison in America. To those outside its gates, it's known as Louisiana State Penitentiary at Angola. But to those who have spent time inside its gates, it's known as Bloody Angola. Come with us as we take you through the gates and give you a first-hand look at not only the stories of the stabbings, rapes, executions, escapes, and murders you won't find on any TV show or the internet, but also the murders, abductions, attacks, and hostage situations of the staff and their families, otherwise known by the convicts as free people. Bloody Angola is a comprehensive, no hold barred podcast that takes you on a journey through time from its inception as a slave plantation to America's largest maximum security prison, where 80% of its population will die inside the wire. Get mentally prepared. Sit back and listen as we cover these stories in detail in ways that you've never heard before from people that lived it, breathed it, and died with it. Bloody Angola. Warning, Bloody Angola is a podcast covering actual events and is intended for mature audiences. The subject matter discussed in no way reflects the personal opinions of the host or sponsors of this podcast. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Bloody Angola, a prison podcast, 142 years in the making. The complete story of America's bloodiest prison. I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. We're glad you're joining us yeah. again. Yeah. We love it. Thank we you. love thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you to all the listeners and thank you to our sponsors and our Chase team members. Yes. We love and appreciate all of y'all. Yeah, we really do. And uh, we've had a lot of requests from a lot of viewers and, and listeners to kind of cover a lot of you want to know the rules right. that take place in Angola. Right. Uh, and, and I think it's important to tell this. The And uh, we're going to go through the rule book today. The Louisiana Department of Public Safety and Correction Disciplinary Rules and Procedures for Adult Offenders. Now, it, it is important. See, I, I always tell y'all that when you go behind the walls, it's a whole different world. Well, guess what? They have a whole different set of rules. And today we're going to touch on all of this, and I'll have some stories that they can add in. Um, so I think you'll find it interesting. It's totally different naturally than the Brent Miller episodes, but we're always going to bring you something different but unique and interesting. That's right, and and uh, one thing you'll find unique about this episode, it's a little lighter than some of our episodes. We had such a heavy episode last week that uh, we wanted to uh, make a little lighter episode this week, and so uh, one thing you'll find interesting is a lot of these rules you would kind of think were, <laughs> were yeah, obvious, right. and we'll cover a couple of those that you're going to be like, I can't believe they had to put that in a book. Exactly. But uh, you got to remember what you're dealing with, folks. And you also, every rule in here is because somebody fucked up something. So let me tell you about this. Yes. Every adult that gets sentenced to the Department of Corrections, when you get in, you get your inmate number. That's the first thing you get. You're no longer 
Mr. Overton, your inmate, such and such. They don't call you by your name, right? Um, the second thing you get is this rule book, and they make you sit there in hunts and read the whole son of a bitch and initial it and then sign off on it, and they put it in your file. And the reason they do that because when you get caught fucking up, and then they whatever disciplinary hearing you get to, and we're going we're to cover that in a little bit, they're going to say, um, you can't say, oh, I didn't know about that rule. That's right. Fuck you. It's a, You signed it. You read it. And if you can't read, then they have somebody read it to you, et cetera. So everybody gets it. And guess what? All the free people get it, too. And they have to learn it inside and out. It's always good to start with the forward. And so uh, just to kind of read to you the kind of introduction of this rule book, it says the disciplinary rules and procedures for adult offenders is established to help provide structure and organization for the prisons and a framework with within which the offender population can expect the disciplinary system to function. All offenders sentenced to the custody of the Department of Public Safety and Corrections, regardless of their housing facility, shall be placed on notice as to the requirements of the rules, the disciplinary rules and procedures for adult offenders by providing each offender with a copy of the rules and obtaining a signed receipt. There you go. And that's how, like I said, when you – Get rode up and you go to the high court or low court. When we get to that, you can't say, I didn't know. So now, now we, we can give you all some general definitions, prison terms, and what they mean. Um, we're just going to touch on them real quick. The first one is administrative segregation, which is a temporary holding area, preferably a cell, where an offender is housed when the offender's continued presence in the general population poses a threat to life, property, self, staff, or other offenders. The security or orderly running of the institution or the offender is the subject of an investigation. In addition, offenders who are pending transfer to another institution or pending assignment or reassignment within the institution may be held in admin SAG. Yeah, and then they also have appeal, which is a request by an offender for review of disciplinary decision. And then the next one is attempt. When an offender has an intent to violate any disciplinary rule, whether or not he actually takes a position, step, or action toward violating the rule or is successful in the violating the rule. Now, y'all, let me tell you about this. The um, That could be like an attempt to escape. Or um, if the – and we'll touch on some of these in a minute. If if, if an inmate, like, turns to you and balls their fist and but doesn't take a swing, they, you write them up for an attempt, uh, uh, an attempted attack. So That's what that is. The classification, we'll skip over that. That's just um, how they assign their housing, et cetera, et cetera. Confidential informant is a person whose identity is not revealed to the accused offender, but who provides an employee or employees with information concerning misbehavior or planned misbehavior. You also have conspiracy, which is when two or more people working in combination for the specific purpose of violating a disciplinary rule so if two people get together and they say i want to stab this third guy they conspired to exactly do that. and the next one is counsel or counsel substitutes y'all basically that's jailhouse lawyers they and they have those and that that really is a very esteemed position to have because nobody's going to fuck over the jailhouse lawyer uh, um so they might need them one day custody is the type of housing and the level of supervision required that's where you're going to be classified right. inside the prison. Right. And uh, each of those classifications have different security levels. Right. And it doesn't matter what you do on the outside to get classified on the inside uh, after your initial stay. It's, it's how you act inside. So disciplinary detention is the next term. And it, that is a punitive holding area where offenders are temporarily confined in a restricted situation after being so sentenced by the disciplinary board. Yeah. And then you have extended lockdown, disciplinary detention, extended lockdown, which is, uh, you heard about this a lot on the last episode a maximum security area for confining offenders. All right. Then you have a disciplinary report. Y'all basically all that is if you, an offender breaks a rule, an officer has to write them up. That's a disciplinary report. Extra duty, and that's used a lot of times for inmates that break a rule. Yeah, They'll get extra duty. Punishment, right. 
So that's work to be performed in addition to your regular job assignment. And without pay or, or any type of benefits. Yeah, even inmates get paid. It may be a, a nickel an hour or something, but they get paid. Yeah. Then hearings, that's it. if you get busted and you get rode up by a guard, whether it's low court or high court, and we'll get to that, the, you have a right to have a hearing um, where the disciplinary boards uh, reviews your case. And then incentive pay is is just what Woody just said. It's compensation they pay you. It may only be two cents an hour, but it's compensation they pay you to perform work duties. Right. And investigative report is what I told y'all. It, it, they bust you, and you get a road up on an investigation report. All right. And then uh, these are actually very interesting and important to all of our subject matter here on Bloody Angola. And that is your custody, uh, your custody levels. And so maximum custody is an assignment of an offender based on the need to protect the offender, other offenders, the public staff or institution. It includes temporary assignment to administrative segregation or assignment to disciplinary detention, extended lockdown, working cell blocks and maximum custody dormitory and may include protective custody or extended lockdown. All right. So y'all medium custody is an assignment of an offender to a general population dormitory housing area. Movement outside of a secure perimeter is accomplished only under armed supervision or when appropriately restrained or otherwise secure. Let me explain that. That's pretty much in in like you go to Angola, uh, most inmates live in the medium custody. doesn't mean they don't have guard towers around them or the wire outside. It it means that anytime – Unless they're moving, like even when they're going to the dorm to the chow hall, they're subject to search. Um, and they have to be; they can't just walk freely. They have to be guided there, right? And and restrained. Right. Uh, minimum custody is the assignment of an offender to GPOP or general population dor- dormitory housing area. Movement outside of a se- secure perimeter is usually authorized without armed supervision or restraint. And written institutional procedure governs the level of staff supervision when outside the secure perimeter. Typically, wouldn't you say your trustees and things right, of that right, nature? Right. And they still have to be counted. And then post policies, uh, they that's anything that um, any behavior or anything that's forbidden um, in a specific area that's not covered in this book. This is my favorite one, Woody Overton. Prison Rape Elimination Act of 2003, a federal law enacted to establish a zero-tolerance standard for the incidents of rape concerning offenders sentenced to the custody of the department. So, essentially, if they rape someone and that wasn't in there, they could say, hey, you didn't tell me that was against the rules. Hey, when, when, when I'm just I, trying to get mine. When I worked there in the early 90s, they didn't have that rule. They, they, <laughs> they did not have the Prison Rape Elimination Act. Can you believe that? I shit? can't believe it. So, so, <laughs> Somebody somewhere said, that ain't in the book, that, dog. That, that, that white guy we talked about in the Brent Miller yeah. episode that said, hey, hey, don't let them help carry stuff down the block because they, they're going to show up at 9 o'clock at night and want some booty. I mean, actually, That's he right. said, fuck the ass. That's that was his exactly words, what he said. Yeah. All right, protective custody, extended lockdown, y'all. That's where I worked. Um, PC is when you have to be protected from other people, your chomos and, or your, your snitches and stuff like that. Extended lockdown, that is like uh, your Camp J's. That's where you're, you don't get a sent to extend the lockdown unless you get caught dealing drugs, fighting with weapons, not just regular fist fights. That's a, that's a whole wide admin seg charge. Uh, fighting with weapons or attacking an officer some, or uh, an escape. And I would also imagine that protective custody would apply to like high-profile inmates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, right. Well, Denny, my, Denny Perkins has is, is not been sentenced to DOC yet, but he's on PC at Hunt's because yeah. that's the only place they – they won't kill his ass. Yeah. Sanction a, di- a disciplinary penalty. Right. Security is the physical construction characteristic facility in terms of perimeter security. Uh, y'all, that's the wire and shit like that. Right? Yes. And the towers and stuff like that. Segregation is just a generic term uh, used to encompass administrative segregation, pr- protective custody, or disciplinary detention. Now, all of these definitions are going to come up, and, and um, we're going to be using them in future episodes. The work and cell block, I work there. Um, it's a form of maximum custody distinguished by access to work and other programs consistent with security restrictions and procedures. Here's the deal on that. 
Camp J when it was open, it, it was not a working cell block. It, 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 it was the worst of the worst, right? Well, the working cell blocks are the worst of the worst, but they house two men to a cell, but they make their ass go to work every day. And that's the only difference. The disciplinary board. All right, y'all. There's two types. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. In just a few weeks, DraftKings Sportsbook will be live in Ohio. Right now, all new customers will receive $200 in free bets when you sign up today using code SWING. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-589-9966. 21 and over and physically present in Ohio. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. One per new customer. $200 issued as $825 free bets. No purchase necessary for sweepstakes. Void where prohibited. Ends first day DraftKings is allowed to operate in Ohio. See terms and official rules at dkng.co slash High court, low court. The high court is for your more serious charges. Okay, these are your charges where if you get found guilty, your ass is going to the working cell block or to the whole. Uh, back in the day, it would have been Camp J. But the board that hears it is composed of two people. It's one is the chairman, and the other one is represents a different section, like. Uh, security or administration or, or treatment being medical staff. So when when they, it always changes y'all. This, these boards always change by whoever's available to be here because they have to be done within 72 hours. Uh, but the board cannot be naturally uh, have a member on there that's directly involved in the incident that the inmates accused of. Right. Um, and they also have the low court version of that, which is a essentially a ranking security officer, lieutenant or above, uh, or any really supervised level employee from administration. And basically, they conduct hearings for minor, minor violations. Right. These hearings uh, are determined by the offender's rule breaking. Okay, so a low court hearing, you get a write-up. Let's say you had your radio on after hours, right? Okay, or you didn't make your bet. So you, your CO writes you up. They give you a copy of it. Um, if you don't buck up and, and, and threaten them or get pissed off about it, and then you have to go to a low court hearing. The low court hearing is at least the rank of lieutenant and another person, and they you lose some shit like um, TV privileges or yard privileges or, or you may get assigned extra duty or something like that. High court, you get that fucking right up. First of all, you're going to the hole. You, then you get your right up when you're in the hole. That's like if you're fighting with weapons or you're raping another inmate and you get caught in an act, they tackle you, they handcuff you, they take you to the hole. Then you'll get your copy of the thing. And within 72 hours, you get the high court hearing. That, naturally, the high court hearing is way more serious. So it's essentially court inside of prison. Yeah, yeah. 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 But see, in high court write ups, technically, uh, like if you're selling dope or whatever, they can actually take you out and charge you in West Feliciana Parish and you get street time on top of that. Wow. Yeah. So uh, the high court write-up, the, the, like I said, the results can are, are something serious. If you get found guilty, you're going to lock down uh, the work and sell block after 90 days, if you, as you heard in the Brent Miller case. After 90 days, you, you go up before a hearing board. They determine whether or not you're fit to go back into general population. But here's here's the kicker. I, when I worked at work in cell block, you knew a guy came down there on his first day of his 90 days, and they loved the inmates. They, they knew I wasn't going to put up with shit, but the, the, they did not – they didn't know this cat that came back there, right? So they're like, fuck him. Hey, this white dude's coming on at six o'clock. He's a punk. Call him a punk and, you know, buck up to him. He, he ain't going to do anything. So they're jacking this inmate up, right? Then I show up with a tear and this new inmate's like, hey, fuck you, white boy. I'm like, okay, be right back. And I come <laughs> down and I'll go out and I'll write him up and say, he said whatever. And I popped it through the screen. He gets it. Guess what happens? He automatically, 
will be denied. You receive any kind of write-up, high court or low court write-up, when you're in the working cell block or in the hole, then when your 90 days is up and you go before the board, they automatically kick you back. So here's what happens in inmates' mind. They're like, fuck you. I got that. Now I can act as bad as I want to for the next 90 days. I can get 100 write-ups in 90 days if I want to, and they're going to turn me down automatically. Yeah. And then you get a free slate. So it re- really kind of caused a problem for us. But after a while, they, they didn't fuck with me because they knew I was going to drop the hammer on them. At the, at the hearings, it's kind of like regular court. The, the, the charges are read to them. They have a right to not incriminate themselves. They have the right to cross-examine witnesses. And the board, you know, gives weight to whatever witnesses they have and stuff like that. They have a right to counsel in high court uh, um, proceedings. That's the inmate lawyers I was telling you about. Right. In low court, they don't have that right. So I'm going to give you an example of some minor privileges uh, that you could actually lose if you're uh, if you go to a hearing and and all of those sorts of things for an infraction. You say minor, but to these cats, it means everything. Yeah, right? good point. The, the, the it's like you put yourself in the prisoner's mindset. You lose one of these fucking things. It's a big deal. Radio, tape, CD players, and or TV, you could lose that. Uh, recreation and yard activity. So huge, huge deal for inmates. Uh, telephone oh, uh, privileges. You better believe that's a big one. <laughs> movies. Yep. No movies, and that's considered uh, if you if you come to have a minor infraction. So th- th- let me touch on that real quick. As crazy as it is, in early nineties, when movie stores and VH take. VHS tapes were still out. They actually rented them movies on the weekend, and they had the big rec room where I worked before I got in a fight and got sent to work at cell block. They, uh, <laughs> Story they for had, another day. <laughs> but they had they had fucking movies, and if they could get go to the canteen and get a microwave popcorn, and they had a microwave in the back one. They popcorn. Hey, it's like a fucking Saturday night at the AMC. And so you, you lose that. It's still a big fucking deal. Yeah, huge. And then uh, also the canteen. So what the canteen is, is that's where they get their uh, their goodies. You know, everything from their toothpaste to their toothbrush to cookies to you yeah, name it. The, the cold drinks, whatever. Yeah, they lose all access to the canteen. Um, you didn't want that. No. Yeah. So that would be considered some a, minor. A lot of times what happened on that is, and, and we'll touch on the rule book, if you lost your shit, then you had to go to somebody who was holding their own illegal store and you wanted a bag of chips, you had to promise to pay back like three bags of chips when you got back on canteen. So it really was a big deal. Yeah. And they got tired. I, I say the food isn't that bad and it's really not that bad. I wouldn't want to eat it every day. They don't either, right? So yeah. they, they the canteen is where they make all that inmate shit. And we'll touch on some of that in future episodes, their own cakes and pies and soups and shit like that. And a lot of times they'll get together, like five inmates will get together and cook a giant bowl or something. They'll each contribute part yeah. of it. If you can't get to the canteen, you're fucked. You're fucked. Jim's touched on this in, in the Brent's episode. Good time. Um, an offender is presumed to have earned his good time for the month on the first day of the month and may forfeit such good time at any po- point during the month. Now, good time in the state of Louisiana, you get one for one. If, you, if you're sentenced to two years, uh, if you're good every day, you don't get a write-up, then you get, for every day you do that you don't get a write-up, you get a day off your sentence. Yeah. So pretty pretty good uh, incentive there to – be a nice guy. Nice, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, literally, and, and, you could double your time. And the incentive pay we already touched on, that's what they get their hourly pay. And look, a lot of them, that's all they got. And then they, they have, like, indigent stamps and stuff. I mean, they don't have anybody. A lot of them don't have anybody on the outside, especially in Angola. They Their family members write them off or they dial off or whatever. So their little five cents or how much they're making an hour, if you take that from them, it's a big deal. Huge. If if they get found guilty of anything, basically this big long section on appeals, they can appeal to the ward and then they can appeal to whatever. And ultimately, if you lose good time and shit like that, you can appeal to the Department of Secretary of Corrections. And I'm pretty sure there's a person up there at headquarters, used to be on Mayflower Street, that sits there all day long and goes, 
stamps rejected, rejected, rejected. I mean, they don't have to hear it, right? Right. You know, you'll hear us talk about in episodes, and we'll use terms like contraband. And to explain to people uh, what contraband is, is it's anything that's not normally allowed by the prison. So, for example, uh, if you have a substance that can be used to adulterate a urine sample. In other words, if you smoke weed in prison and you have that stuff you drink to not test hot on that test absolutely but hey even if you have the weed and to need to take a drug test that's contraband that's right that's right so uh so paraphernalia weapons syringes anything tattoo Uh, machines or yeah 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 yeah. that's a that's a big deal that's self-mutilation we'll get into that in a minute also um the now it wasn't an issue back in my day cell phones and shit like that all contraband all contraband and uh, and doesn't mean they don't get in there, but you're not supposed to have them. So to be found in possession of something, it has to be in the uh, inmate's immediate control area, and that has could be classified as your locker where you put all your stuff, or your storage area, your cell, if your room if you like state police barracks, or your bed, your laundry bag, your hobby craft, or your assigned job equipment, um, like a desk. A, Anything like that. If you're caught with contraband, what they do is they basically it's got it's considered like your immediate areas. Uh, uh, that's how they can tie it to that, you. That you so control. a lot of convicts they hide like let's say knives. They'll they won't hide them under their bed no. because it's going to get found if it does. It's in their immediate right. area, so they'll go to like uh, the shower part right. and they'll stick it underneath the door seal or right. something like that. So a big deal, Jim. Uh, um, when we'd shut down the yard a lot of times, like two or three times a week, I'd go out in the yard and look for places where they could hide shanks and shit and find them all the time. Yeah. They'd actually have metal detectors where they would bury them in the ground and find stuff like that. Uh, dope, same thing. They, um, if like two inmates or a group of inmates, like a gang, uh, like in the, the yard, they'll sec- sanction themselves off to certain areas the blacks in one area, the whites in one area, whatever. And you go search that area and find the dope. And that's known to be controlled by them. They can be charged. Defiance. No offender shall commit or threaten physically or verbally to commit bodily harm upon an employee, visitor, guest, or or their families. This includes throwing any object, liquid, or substance. That's called gassing, y'all. When you throw your piss and shit on somebody. Or spitting or attempting to spit on an employee, visitor, or guest, or families. Or cursing or insulting an employee, visitor, guests, or families. No offender shall threaten an employee, visitor, guests, or families in any manner. Disobedience basically is just what it says. Uh, offenders must obey the posted policies for the facility in which they are confined. So, so some of these facilities, the rules might change a little bit. They got to obey all of these facilities have, have their rules posted and they have to obey that. In other words, if it says restricted area and they're back there, yeah, they're they're in a bind. And so aggravated disobedience was my favorite to write up, right? Offenders must obey direct verbal orders cooperatively and promptly and not debate, argue, or ignore the orders before obeying. The last order received must be obeyed when orders conflict. Even orders the offender believes improper must be obeyed. And then if they believe it's improper, they pursue it through uh, channels afterwards. Now, let me give you an example. If I say, AM8, pick up that off your floor, and he says, fuck you, I'm not doing it. That's aggravated disobedience. That's a that's a lockup offense, right? To obey the rule, you didn't. If a correctional officer says, "Lick the back of my balls," yeah. and and you say, you know, technically you can't say right. no, that's right. or uh, you know, you've got to go through the proper channels. So that's a situation where, and that's why they specifically put that you must obey the rules even if you think they're improper. Right now, that's an extreme situation, right. but I'm just saying. That, that, and that's technically on, on disobedience. On the only caveat for ag, ag disobedience is the only valid excuse for disobedience or aggravated disobedience is when the immediate result of the obedience would result in bodily injury. Right. Yeah. So. I think. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> it could happen. This world of conduct might be improper, but you. <laughs> this world of conduct explains itself. Um, cutting up horseplay, uh, jumping in lines at the mess hall or the canteen or whatever. Disrespect, you know, most of that's self-explanatory, but employees, visitors, guests, and families shall not be subject to disrespectful conversation, correspondence, phone calls, actions, or gestures and that's a key you can't if oh, yeah. if someone's sister walks in and she's fine and these yeah. all these inmates are checking her out sticking out I, i've actually a recipe for that part that sticking out a tongue going uh, uh, like, right and, 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 and they catch the whole bitch yeah it's attempted escape simple escape and aggravated escape attempted escape explains itself you didn't get away with it right simple escape that's like walking off from um a minimum security deal you don't cause any harm or whatever work release yeah all of those and then you've also got aggravated escape which now this is an intentional unauthorized uh departure of an offender under the circumstances in which human life was endangered so let Escaping from Angola is aggravated right. escape. We're going to tell y'all stories about that. And so also aggravated escape includes when they take hostages and shit like that. Um, and again, we're telling you these because you're going to be hearing on, on uh, upcoming episodes. They've had inmates on work release. You know, there's inmates uh, the, from from facilities that work at the state capitol and their trustees there. Well, let's say hypothetically they were supposed to return to wherever it is they were locked up at a a specific time and they never returned. Well, that's aggravated escape. Even though you didn't jump a prison wall, you escaped from your work release and therefore... the job site and the reason without permission. Yep. Uh, Y'all, that happens every fucking holiday. It really does. Does it really? Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> it, it, like, like it's Fourth of July. I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna go party for one night. I know they're gonna all these my fireworks. Ass. We'll get swung back to the whole. But you know, at Angola, before you can even be put in a trustee position at all, you have to do ten years without a fucking write up, which probably ain't easy in Angola. Yeah. Otherwise, you're in the field or you're in the kitchen. You're in, you're in a shitty, shitty job. Yeah. Wow. Fighting. Oh my god. Hostile physical contact or attempted physical contact is not permitted, people. This includes fist fighting, shoving, wrestling, kicking, and other such behavior. Contact does not necessarily have to be made for this rule to be violated. That means you can bow up and I'm going to put my fist in your face or finger in your face or whatever. Self-defense is a complete defense and can be established to the board by the offender demonstrating that his actions of that self-defense did not exceed those necessary to protect himself. So if two prisoners are fighting, one of them pulls out a shank, he goes to, to, to shank the other one. And he, he, you know, basically knocks him to the ground, but he doesn't jump on top of him and pummel him. He might can go to the disciplinary board and prove, Hey man, I held up. All I did was get him off of me. I doubt that happens often, but it's hard shit. But back to the Brent Miller case, when King got locked on that cell block, and all of them just happened, the doors magically happened open at a certain time. And everybody got out there, and the stabbing took place. And one dude took ownership. He said, I, I killed him, but he was trying to kill me. It was yeah. self-defense. King got charged with it uh, with it anyway. And, uh, of course, this guy didn't get off. He got time. But, right. So it leads us to aggravated fighting. So offenders shall not fight with each other using any object as a weapon, including any liquid or solid substances thrown or otherwise projected on one or at another. Now, y'all, this is not just piss and shit. It could be hot coffee. I I, I actually saw, uh, and, then, and then they actually took them out. Of the, uh, they, they had hot water heaters for their soup, uh, you know, like a, a coffee thing you put on a burner plate. And uh, I actually saw an inmate take that hot steaming water and throw it on another inmate. Oof. So that's aggravated fighting. Any type of weapon uh, or, or gang fight or whatever, uh, even the teeth, you bite a motherfucker. That's aggravated fighting. Gambling. This That's a big one. Uh, yeah, this goes on uh, probably all over Angola, and no offender shall operate or participate in any game of chance. Any game of chance. So you don't have to be uh, playing cards. You can. Uh, they you bet can, on football games, baseball. If They bet on whether it's going to rain that day. Yep, and no offender shall operate a bookmaking scheme. And believe it or not, goes on uh, more often than people would think. It, it, 
And the real problem for this rule is when people get in the hole. And uh, I mean, they can't pay back their debt. Pay back their debt. That's right. And they get they get killed. And so that actually is why this rule is in there. And I've seen, and we'll talk about in stores in the future, uh, where where they you will find sheets that are coded, written in code, where it's the inmate's name is in code, how much they owe is in code for the bookie. You you know this motherfucker's a bookie. You shake down his shit, and he's got everything in code, and you can't translate, so you can't charge him. Right. You know this motherfucker's a bookie. You shake down his shit, and he's got everything in code, and you can't translate, so you can't charge him. Right. Intoxication, boom, that's it. Malingering, y'all, I did not know what this meant before I worked for the Department of Corrections. Um, malingering is when you fake a sickness, right? Or, I mean, something is so obvious. But I'll tell you the worst case was on the working cell block, and this dude had been on the working cell block for years. He's probably still there. It, uh, but the nurse would come down every night at 9 o'clock and say, hey, tear, hold the noise, nurse on the tear. And the, you get the names of people who say they're sick ahead of time, and this guy said he was sick, said he had a groin problem. You walked the nurse down there, and he just wanted to show her his dick. And he said, I got my problem is my dick's too big. But now we got it. Even when you're on the working cell block, I got to get the nurse off the tier, got to write him up for you. You got to take him out of the working cell block, put him in the admin seg tier till 72 hours when it's here and he is, and then going to swing him right back to working cell block. That's the worst case of malingering. A small one would be like somebody saying, Oh, my knee's hurting, and then they know they're fucking faking it because they saw him two hours earlier playing basketball or whatever. So, and that's actual charge. If you malinger, then you get you get charged. Property destruction. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour has beer, cocktails, and bar food for 3 to 6 bucks. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $4 Coors Light Tall. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour from 3 to 6. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited. Easy peasy. You try to hang yourself because you tore up a sheet, and you try to hang yourself and you fail, uh, then they're going to charge you for tearing up the sheet. Anything you alter... Or tear up, uh, like a lot of times, even the toilet paper we talked about in the Burt Miller episode, they used to make the uh, chess boards. That shit's illegal. That's actually property destruction because the toilet paper technically is property of the state. So anything you alter or tear up, fuck you, you get charged. And you have to make restitution out of your five cents an hour. There you go. Uh, So you got to buy that sheet that you tore up. a big part of that, I'm sorry, is uh, flooding. Okay, if the if I went down, I wrote a dude up for whatever, and he knew he was going to the hole, and then his 90 days are going to ha- you know have to restart or whatever. That they knew they were going to fight, so they would flood their cells. They would shove their clothes down in the toilet and flood the cells. So when you go in there, you had uh, slippery footing when you had to fight them. Yeah, right? and. Or the racking down of doors. That's the shaking of the doors because they're all pissed off. You keep racking it down. That technically, that's destroying the property because you don't know if it's going to break or not. It's not using that property for its intended use. Right. Self mutilation. So this is a big one in Angola, I'm sure, and that is no offender shall deliberately inflict or attempt to inflict injury upon himself. And that doesn't always mean you know cutting yourself or something. If you if you put a tattoo, a prison tattoo on there, that's self considered self mutilation. Piercing of any body part on the body, alterations to teeth are specifically included in this they rule. They do that. I've seen them. They, they fight on their teeth to look like vampires, and they, that's a charge. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, you can't deny it, right? Yeah. It, it's it's up to the CO where you want to take the time to write this asshole up for doing that. But tattooing is a big one. Actually, y'all, tattoo guns, they make them out of batteries and needles. That's, that's actually contraband. Big parts, 
sex offenses, okay? Aggravated sex offenses. It's the non-consensual and or consensual sex acts involving offender on offender. Offender on staff or non-incarcerated persons are strictly prohibited. Contact by an offender of any person without the person's consent or of a person who is unable to consent or refuse through coercion is strictly prohibited. That means if they're holding a knife to your fucking throat and sticking it in your booty, that's that's aggravated sex offense. Uh, but any type of sex offense, rape, whatever. Consensual or not. not it, it, and then we'll get to the, uh, the consensual part. It's that there is no consensual part into According to the Department of Corrections, non-consensual act, y'all, that's, that's under aggravated sex. And naturally, you know, you're raped, right, in any way. Um, it, it actually, the Louisiana Revised Statute says a penetration in any orifice, no matter how slight, whether it's your anus, your mouth, or your, or your vagina, whatever, your ear, it, it technically could be one. Um, abusive sexual contact. Same thing. It's it's the it's, it's not limited to intentional touching, but it's intentional touching either directly or through the clothing of the genital or breast or whatever. And sexual misconduct is contact or attempted contact between the penis and the vagina or the penis and the anus, including penetration, attempted penetration, however slight, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> it happens every day. <laughs> You're right. Uh, for the state. That's a Jim Chapman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other prohibited sexual behavior. Uh, no offender shall make sexual remarks, gestures, sounds, flirt, exchange personal items, or make sexual threats in conversation by correspondence or telephone. So if they're writing a pen pal and they make any sort of uh, sexual uh, gesture in that writing, yeah. that's considered prohibited. And, and I, that would be the old school sexting, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's would, right. Hope. <laughs> and then, uh, anyway, there can be no consensual sex between an employee and an offender, and failure to report any improper advances made by an employee and offender may result in the violation of this rule. Theft, so no offender shall steal from anyone. Forgery, which is a form of theft, is the unauthorized altering or signing of a document to secure material, return, and or for special favors or considerations. The very act of forgery will constitute proof of the crime. It need not be successful in its conclusion. Fraud, which is also a form of theft, is the deliberate misrepresentation of fact to secure material return and or special favors or considerations. And that includes y'all in, in any line and correspondence to the wardens or anything else. Unauthorized area is self-explanatory. You got to be in the area that you're authorized to be. If you're out of it, fuck you, get rid of. Unsanitary practices. Big one here. You, you can't spit. Drop litter cigarette butts anywhere, but into a proper receptacle. Um, you not must not smoke in unauthorized areas. Uh, you must maintain your cells and your clothing and your shoes in a presentable condition as possible under prevailing circumstances. Each offender is responsible for keeping his bed and bed area responsible for clean, neat, and sanitary beds will be made according to approved posted policy uh, facility. And you must wear shoes and boots. And cannot wear shirts that leave the armpits exposed or shorts into the kitchen dining area. Work offenses. Offenders must perform their assigned tasks with reasonable speed and efficiency. So that's important. You can't go out in the field and, and you know, say you're hoeing a, I don't, I don't know, hoeing, hoeing in the garden there. And you're half-assing. moving half-assing it and everybody else is busting ass and you're just basically having a bad day. And so every minute or so you swing your hoe. Right. They, they'll yank you off and, and write you up for I, it. i give you an example. We had the crawfish plant, and the, uh, that was fucking worse than working in the field. And they, they actually, I had a buck up one night, um, and they said, fuck you, we're not going to work. And, and I'll tell that story another day. But the they had to peel 16 pounds of crawfish meat on a 12-hour shift, or you got work that, that was considered, anything less was considered unacceptable, and they sent them to the hole. Which leads us to aggravated work offenses. If you refuse to go to work, it's aggravated. Fuck you. You're going to the work and cell block. Burl Kane said, church is an option. Work is not. If you 
are sentenced to the Department of Corrections, you're sentenced at hard labor. In Louisiana, state of Louisiana, that means your ass is going to have a job, whether you're mopping floors, in the field, tending to the dogs, whatever it may be. If you don't want to go to work, they call it laying down. They go call for inmate number such and such. Where are you at? Uh, you're not at your job post. And they say, Sarge, I'm laying down. Okay, well, fuck you. You call them and they come cuff them and take them off. And sometimes they just have them. Like, fuck it, I'm tired. Uh, disturbance, just a touch on that real quick. So that's that, – offend. obviously, you don't want any offender creating a disturbance. But how do they define that? Well, that's two or more individuals getting together and participating in it. So if you get with your buddy and you say, let's, let's go out and scream holy hell in the hallway here – uh, you're causing a disturbance. The way the prison looks at that is you're affecting the security and good order of the and institution. And you are, you know why? 99% of these are the diversionary tactic to get you, the correctional officers to go deal with this while somebody is getting it up the booty in the shower, right? There and you that's go. Just, I can tell you from experience. If every time somebody calls a disturbance, you better believe I was looking for the bigger crime. Yeah, and and I, I would deal with them eventually, and then y'all the general uh, the last things we're going to touch on just general prohibited behaviors like strong arming to use the threats of violence or receive harm or reprisal to secure gain or favor for oneself or others or direct any there's so many threatens in here y'all any types of threats for any reason is illegal you can't do it all right any kind of threats illegal. Engaging or making an attempt to engage in a non-professional relationship relationship with an employee, visitor, guest, their families, or other person the offender may come in contact with while incarcerated. That's a big deal. They 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 have twenty four hours a day, seven days a week to figure out who's soft and how they can approach him. And it happens every day. You hear about guards screwing inmates or inmates screwing the guards and whatever. Yo, ninety percent of all the the contraband brought into the prison is brought in by guards. It's only established after this rule is broken. Trafficking drugs, alcohol, stolen goods, whatever. Yeah, you've got bribing, obviously, against the rules. Uh, Giving an employee anything of value. I can tell you that one goes ignored every day. Yeah. And I won't tell you all those stories. (laughs) I can tell you that one goes ignored every day. That could be like, if if you're a hot-ass employee, not hot at physical. I mean, like it's hot, and you know, you um, you didn't bring your lunch that day or whatever, and an inmate brings you a cold drink. Technically, that's illegal. And that's right, and that's you know because then you're going to expect something in return, right? right? right. So, um, and you, you might give it in return. Yeah. You might let them go to lunch, chow early or something. But I mean, this shit goes on. It's a different world inside the gates. Uh, participating in organizing or advocating a work stoppage that's important so if you're someone that gets together with you know we talked about this in the brent miller case there were they they bucked up all those kitchen employees got together and said we ain't cooking today and we ain't serving breakfast well that that uh there's a a good rule written saying you can't do that you can't advocate with other uh, other inmates and say we're gonna all stand up and do something that you're not supposed to do Credit purchases. That's the two-for-one in the store, three-for-one I told you all about, illegal. Um, belonging to a gang or advocating membership in a gang or participating in any gang-related activities, including any form of gang or gang identification or signaling. Technically, Black Panthers, illegal. Yep. Or in the rest of them. Yep. Now, I mean, now it's everything, MS-13s and whatever, and they throw signs and shit like that. And then you do that, you don't. You, you swung. That's what they call it. You get swung to the hole. Starting, causing, assisting in the creation of any fire, heat, or spark. And this happens. Oh, look, these guys cook in their cell. That's right. They take toilet paper and they wrap it around the container. And it doesn't have to heat up their coffee in the cells. And you can smell it. I mean, I'd hit the end of the tier and are uh, you smell burning toilet paper. But then they got somebody at the end of the tier who's watching the door opens. They automatically flush it. You get down there. Can't find shit, but you know, yeah, they were done. Yeah, no doubt about it. Any behavior not specifically enumerated herein that may impair or threaten the security or stability of the unit or well-being 
of an employee, visitor, guest, offender, or their families may still be the subject of a disciplinary report and all the Schedule B penalties except for forfeiture of good time. Y'all, that's the last one. That's that's to cover your ass. That's saying anything else we hadn't thought of, motherfuckers, <laughs> y'all will think of something, <laughs> right. we can write you up for it. That's right. That's right. So, that's it. We wanted to give y'all um, – this is a lighter – we want to follow up Brent's episodes and, and make it lighter. Uh, but this is so important into the stories that we're going into because when we use these terms from now on uh, and we use them freely and hopefully we won't have to define them every time y'all will know about it. Um, and these are, or the, your tax dollars, hard work at bloody Angola. These are the rules they have to follow and live by. That's their Bible. And everybody's given, given this both inmates and employees yeah. uh, when they when they arrive at Angola. And uh, so we appreciate the people that reached out and said, hey, can you cover the rules? Yes, and yes. and uh, there's actually a rule book. And we just covered it with you. Big episodes coming up. Wish we could tell you about them, but yeah, we're not going to. I, I can guarantee some of these rules will be broken. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Uh, so uh, thank you again, everyone, for sharing, watching, subscribing. Uh, and please, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. And, uh, and that helps yes. to push us up. That feed helps other yes. people to find the podcast. Yes. And it helps bloody and go to continue to grow that's right we also want to thank our sponsors couldn't do any of this without all absolutely of them absolutely the best in the world yeah. and our chase team members thank you for subscribing we hope you enjoyed your latest bonus episode and um your early commercial free releases of bloody angola i'm jim chapman i'm woody overton your host of bloody angola a podcast, a podcast. 142 years in the making. The true story of America's bloodiest prison. Peace. Monday, Monday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>